so yeah, so I'm um I'm uh, so yeah yeah so, so I hear you say that um that um Attractatus has been set to music. Yes, yes, yeah, I've heard that. I think you can you can you can find it on YouTube somewhere. I think I I said this. Yeah, it's, it's like a, a conductor conducting music to it. Oh right, it's not like a big old like Lloyd Webber production with. Him. That would be good. That would be good. people dressed up as mm. as as Ludwig. Mm. Um, well, the the film and, uh, yeah, the can... film is good. Have you ever seen the film Wittgenstein? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and um, the guy the guy who plays Wittgenstein, he's mm. he's that guy you sometimes see in films. Oh, that he, guy. He's that yeah, guy. Yeah, I've seen him. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. He was in um, Hot, Hot Fuzz, and he's he's the the um, policeman with the dog. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can see in my head, but I can't quite. I think you know, like he pops up in, in things like um, maybe Game of Thrones, something like that. He's always oh, that guy. Every, yeah, yeah. Everybody popped up in Game of Thrones. <laughs> Ed Sheeran drop, popped up in Game of Thrones. Yes, I remember watching that. Yeah. Notoriously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so mm. we haven't uh, we haven't been around for for a while. We we took a, a bit of a Christmas break mm. or um, you know winter festival break. Mm. Whatever your celebration of choice. Festivus. Um, Festivus. Yeah, for the rest mm. of us. I'm um I'm finishing up I'm finishing up things. Uh, I am kind of still indulging at the moment, but I've got that you got that wonderful kind of post Christmas excuse, haven't you? That oh, I'm just finishing up stuff. Mm -hmm. Needs finishing. It needs using up. Yeah, yeah, needs using yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. So we've got some Stolen here. You know, needs using oh, up. I've it. got like a keg of beer. Needs using mm -hmm. up. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Whole pheasant. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I bought um, uh, the weird post-Christmas mince pie packet. You know, you can get them with like thirty oh. p or something now. But, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And it, it's weird. It's, it? it is weird eating those, I, even though I love them so much. It's like this is just wrong. Mm. You know. <laughs> it, yeah, it does seem it does seem a bit out of joint, doesn't it? To do that, I don't know why. Yeah, um, it's. I think it's. Um, I mean, when all the decorations come down, when it, when it's all finished. Is there's a sadness, there's an emptiness, and a hollowness. There is. There, and I is. Think there is. That's tied with that. With that, I think. Welcome to my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I want it. Yeah. Do, sorry. Do you yeah. do, do do eat them? Kind of. Do you eat them up front with no no kind of remorse, no guilt, no shame, mm -hmm. or do you kind of sit in the cupboard under the stairs, or do you kind of wait until the lights are out, the curtains drawn, oh. and eat them so that nobody knows? <laughs> no, no, no. Um, there's no shame. Whatsoever, with them. You don't get your kind of family saying, "Danny, where are you? Why is the door locked?" <laughs> and you're in the bathroom. It only, it only, <laughs> you'd only get into that if it was like, um, in one sitting. I think the maximum I could eat is three. So if I go went up beyond that, then it's definitely you know under the stairs time. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's when you need your family around you to kind of. Mm. Kind of, you know, come up with an intervention and just say, look, you know, we love you, Danny, mm. but three minutes of sitting, it's not good, man. Seriously. Um, yes, so I wanted to, as, as we've discussed before, I wanted to give um, mm. uh, our kind of new sessions a real kind of practical edge if we can. So, what I meant, what I mean really? by that is um, philosophy. Yeah, philosophy is um, people come often. Are often down on philosophy because it, oh, it's just you know, it's a black hole, and there's nothing mm. can be done with it. You know, and uh, I love the yeah. this, the scene um, in Reggie Perrin. Reggie Perrin's boss says, you know, philosophy doesn't get the washing up done. Yeah, I remember my family. I remember my grandmother particularly saying to me, you know, what do you do with that then? 
So I was explaining, you know, quite exciting. Yeah. Because, you know, I was excited. I just finished A-levels and it was all kind of your head full of knowledge and, you know, your heart full of dreams. And you just think, yes, I'm going to go out and I'm going to explore knowledge and explore the universe mm -hmm. in my mind. Mm. And philosophy seemed very real to me as a, as a, as a teenager. Mm. Um, I think that's, I don't know, I think it's, it's because, I, mean, I think it's the job of, I know it sounds a bit crass, but I think it's the job of youth to be, to be idealistic and enthusiastic and excited about ideas and about change and about that sort of stuff. Mm. When you get to kind of our, our, our age, I think we've done that. Uh, and I'm saying, I'm not saying it's not important to be done, but I think you know we are now. We don't have the energy <laughs> to in the in the face of the the reality of the phenomenology of the world. We just don't have the energy to barrel through with a kind of hope that kind of you know fresh minds yeah. um, can, can bring to stuff. So I can remember being very enthusiastic about this and saying to my grandmother, "Oh, he's going to study philosophy," and she said, "What, what are you going to do with that then, exactly?" Um, uh, and it was almost like, you know, it's almost as if, you know, as far as my family were concerned, I'd started like some sort of white slave trade um, or I was going into the kind of porn industry. Nobody would talk about what I did. <laughs> so what does, oh, what's Mike doing these days? Oh, you know, um, you know, uh, how are you? It's in the nice weather we're having. So, yeah, how's Mike these days? He's fine. <laughs> Nobody wants to say, oh, I'm sorry, he's doing the philosophy. We're all very ashamed. <laughs> for, for me, it was just like uh, the people who heard it, it's like, oh, wow. Yeah, I think I mentioned that it's the very first podcast we did. I remember a friend talking to a friend about it. So, oh, mm. that's deep. And it, the, but there is, there is there is there was an angle, isn't it, to doing it because it does sound good. <laughs> it does sound impressive. well. It did. Yeah. I mean, it did. Mm. It did have some. I mean, I think we've mentioned this before. I had real cachet. Mm -hmm. um, and and amongst and amongst my uh, you know my my circle of friends back then, mm. um, you know, it was it was a genuine badge of, of valor. Man, you're going to go study philosophy. Mm. Wow, you know, they made you kind of all windswept and interesting. Mm. Uh, um, but now, I don't think I don't think it has that same cachet anymore. It's just, yeah, you know, it's, I think it's. Um, I don't know. You know, outside outside of you know particular circles, it's kind mm. of you know, almost looked down on. I think in a way, it's like um, I say, yeah. you know, it's like, what are you doing? I'm doing philosophy, or you know, apart from you know, what's that then? It's um, mm. oh, it's a bit of a waste of time or whatever. Yeah, I think, and I think you're right. Hmm. I think it's because people don't see the people don't see the immediate application. Um, so on the kind of uh, and so hmm. yeah, on the kind of reach in there, reach in there and show that actually there is practical stuff. Well, not you know, if, if not so much practical, but um, real world, worthwhile things. We can we can look at philosophy. You know, there's loads of problems in the world right now, mm. everywhere, mm. Mm. and um, I think. It, you know, philosophy is there up for grabs. We can use it. Yeah. It's like a tool, you know. And you know, the idea is to try and get, put a more positive spin on it. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. It's just you know, you we're on a hiding for nothing here because mm. you know we could end up at the end of this this series of podcasts thinking, you know what? It's pointless. I don't know even why we bothered. <laughs> <laughs> we have entirely wasted our lives. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. What, what have yeah. I done? It's like you know, yeah. It's like you know, it's like like having some sort of referendum, and then suddenly you find that the vote goes the wrong way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it happens, right? Um, yeah. So yeah. So have you got any? I mean, you know. So have you got any particular? Have you got any particular arenas that, that fascinate you? Well, about uh, about philosophy's practical application. Yeah. So my first, my first thoughts as we discuss is like, oh, like um, you know, agony aunt or something like, or you know, self help, <laughs> self help 
Um, but then I thought, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a little bit limiting. So I guess um, look at certain themes, real world themes like family, you know, is mm. mm. the one I've, mm. I think we should uh, look at today. Yeah. But um, yeah. other things like, you know, um, finances, um, mm. uh, love life, uh, things okay. like that. You know, um, yeah, yeah. people can look at and um, and um, listen to and uh, and uh, grab something that's useful to them. Mm. I mean, some of these discussions have popped up in in various you know humorous forms on the uh, on the uh, the Facebook side, mm. um, and particularly kind of you know philosophers and and their kind of you know rec their, their advice over your love life. I can just imagine philosophers mm -hmm. as agony aunts, and it's just you know it just depends kind of you know what what <laughs> newspaper you're reading. And you get, you know, people kind of writing in, you know, dear Emmanuel, uh, I am finding it very difficult to meet the right person at the moment. Um, mm. What is your advice? And Emmanuel Count would just say, look, just no, just don't, <laughs> just don't. Okay, it's, it's a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's Diogenes. You, know, you want to write into somebody yeah. like, you know, Diogenes. You have to, yeah, you, <laughs> you have to choose the right well, philosopher. You know, it's like, um, it's like that. It's like picking the right it's like Nietzsche. Is it Nietzsche who said that? Right it's like you just philosophy just you know um, props up your own prejudices. So you you choose the right mm. philosopher you want to get yeah. you, you want to get the right answer from. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So yes, you'd find the right agony. Either I don't know who you go, who would you go to for advice? Which mm. philosopher? I mean, if you, I know mm. you're you're into the Wittgenstein, um, and that's all fine and dandy. But I mean. If you had to pick an, uh, a philosopher as a kind of some sort of you know father confessor or somebody you go to and you think yeah you're going to give me I think, solid advice yeah rather I think, than you know, something kind of overly my, metaphysical. My instinct is to go to the to the Greeks, you know, because um, yeah yeah like um, really? you know um, uh, Socrates, dear Socrates. <laughs> um, oh God. But, <laughs> he just he just trying to encourage you to just take your own life and just you know just escape, no. Danny. Really, go and jump, Danny. I jump. Like, I feel like um, <laughs> don't. Um, obviously, <laughs> they're from a, a, a radically different time and world, but I feel like their their philosophy mm. um, seems more. What can I say? It seems more. Uh, they are in touch with the real real world, even <laughs> even though it's about. The unreal world. It seems like it's more. Um, I don't know. I feel like I feel like, um, and um, I feel like he would have practical advice. The Greeks would have like kind of practical advice for you. Yeah, I mean, it was very much. I mean, it was it was a kind of a a lot of the Greek stuff. No matter how sophisticated it looks hmm. when you're reading it, um, is a kind of proto philosophy because they were tackling questions that hadn't really been tackled hmm. systematically before. Um, and so you are getting the kind of, you, know, you are getting them tackling the kind of the, the, the nuts and bolts of human existence. You know, what is stuff? What is existence? How do we know stuff? You know, how, you know, what's a good life or like all those kind of real sort of, you know, primary questions. Whereas, you know, as philosophy develops, it starts to kind of, it starts to kind of become more rarefied as it starts to focus on minutia mm. a lot more. So I can see what you mean that, you know, if you go to the Greeks, um, they were trying to understand kind of the mm. nature of life and, you know, and, and human existence. And, my very, and there was a confidence there as well in, in the great in the mm. great Greek thinkers. Um, there was no kind of, you know, you know, um, you know, dicking around the edges going, oh, well, maybe this, but then possibly that, then maybe this. Well, we'll have to think mm. about it. Go, no, this is it. This is the truth. You, you, you get you get an absolute 
you know, solid, no quibbles mm. piece of advice from your Socrates and your Plato's and your Aristotle's. Even if it was wrong, you go away with yeah. a confident kind of spring in your step going, yeah, yeah, I've got an answer here. You know, I, I can't be hiding away in my room all day, assuming that, that, that what I see flickering on my bedroom walls um, is, is, mm. is the real world. I need to get out into the world and live my life, you know. Get Plato saying that to you, that might be a game changer. Yes, exactly. And, then, and we kind of need that in a way, don't we? We need that kind of certainty. You're, um, mm. like yeah, you know, the, the modern world and uh, postmodern philosophy and all that. It seems like it just loads of different avenues to take, lots of different answers, and yeah. And um, if you want mm. some <laughs> solid advice, then maybe that's not you know yeah. the kind of advice. And we are. Want. I mean, I think you know. And again, it could it could just be our position in history at the moment. I don't know, um, but we do seem um, as a kind of a modern species riddled with with insecurity. And lack of confidence. Students mm. I deal with, um, I, I, I lack any kind of confidence. They're, you know, they're, they're kind of you know um, subsumed by by um, imposter syndrome a lot of the time. You know, I shouldn't really be here. I shouldn't. You know, I'm in the wrong place. I, I'm not good enough. Mm. You know, I'm not the, and all that kind of stuff. And how do I know? Uh, and to encounter somebody who is just kind. And this is possibly why some of the you know some of these. The, the kind of uh, the, the the demagogues who who have risen up um, of late in political spheres. Maybe that's partly why they've been so they've been so attractive to a lot of people because mm-hmm. this is kind of well these are no nonsense guys. You know these mm-hmm. guys will just tell it how it is. I mean they might be talking bullshit, mm. um, but it's kind of yeah in the midst of we're not quite sure. I mean like you know uh, uh, you know just just simple things like like I don't know what what you should eat. I get really I get really confused about what you're allowed to eat these days. <laughs> Um, yeah. And you know, we, we kind of moved away over the years from kind of you know fattier foods, and it's kind of okay. Well, you don't eat a lot of butter, and you know, move away to you know, stuff that's kind of like. Uh, now I, I read an article the other day saying, you know, butter's great. Yeah, slap it all on. Have as much butter as you like. It's, it's some of these other substitutes that are kind of bad for you. you yeah, have the substitutes. You know, olive oil. Olive oil's a good thing. And I had read something. Oh, yeah, maybe olive oil's not a good thing. Maybe she go back. And it's kind of you know, sooner or later, somebody's going to tell me that kind of lard, you know, this animal lard, mm. is going to be the good thing to do. To Eat that, stick it on toast, as your grandmother used to do, mm-hmm. and that'll be fine for you. I just want somebody to kind of tell me, look, this is what you should be eating. This is what's good. Yeah, for we want is, you know. an absolute answer. <laughs> yeah, and I think the, I think the Greeks were more kind of confident in doing that mm. Um, mm. than than. It reminded uh, me of that uh, that Willie Adam film, Sleeper. He's like mm. a health food guy, isn't he? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, <laughs> he wakes up oh, in the far gosh, future yeah. and he's getting good yeah. cigarettes. Could we found yeah, out? They said, "Oh, we discovered that you know, yeah, they're good for you. Yeah, and, and high fat was really, really good for you. Oh, you lived in a time when, when yeah, when tobacco was supposed to be bad for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there is a sense. There is a sense in that. It's kind of you, know, you just don't know really what to, what to accept, what to believe anymore. So yeah, so he- any kind of kind of philosophical self help is always going. It's always going to have that. Well, you know, why should I? You know, why should I believe this? You know, is there any evidence that this is mm. going to help? Um, and I think to to extent it's it's that existential you kind of suck it in the sea you kind of try something and see if it works and it's sort of what in, in a way it's kind of the Kierkegaardian leap of faith mm. isn't it it's kind of well we don't really know if there's a god um, we don't really know if you know if we commit to this particular point of view it's going to um you know it's it's going to pay off um what all you can do is give it a, give it a punt and see what mm-hmm. happens. Um, and all the big and, and in all the big decisions we've ever made, in a sense, well, 
bothers us. I kind of like that. You know, we work with the best, you know, with, with as much uh, and with the best evidence we have available mm. to us. Um, but even our romantic lives, it's kind of nobody can guarantee a person that you've decided to date or to form a relationship with. You can't know for certain. Other than, well, you know, I dated somebody like this before and it went horribly wrong. So I'm not going to date somebody like that mm. again. Uh, and we did this before and everybody got, you know, hurt and upset about it. So we're not going to do that. Um, so you can build on prior experience. Uh, but prior experience, as we know from, you know, from, from, from Hume, um, is not a guarantee. Just because something has been the case, just because you've dated 10 people who've broken your heart. Um, mm. And they've all been of a particular kind. Doesn't mean the eleventh person is going to break your heart. You know, the eleventh person could be something entirely different. There's no law here. It's just it's just custom and habit. It's happened so far this way. But you know, next time, says Hume, might happen differently. Um, so even if we're building on experience, it's 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 not enough. So you know, you've just got to you know, you've just got to give it a go and see and see what happens. And then if it works, well, it works. And if it doesn't work, it's like eating, mm. you know. It's like trying to get your kids to eat something. Look, try it. No, I'm not going to like it. Look, try it. It's mm. going to be good. No, the only, you can't convince them. You know, it's it's an existential leap. You know, they've got to put it in their mouth and chew it. And sometimes, you know, eat it. I think it's going to eat something three or four times before it starts to impress itself on mm. the palate. I don't know, something like that. And then eventually, oh, actually, that's not so bad. And you made all that fuss. I'm not yeah. eating that, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, I, I didn't know about it. Well, of course, you didn't know um, because you didn't try it. Yeah. Mm. So it's like um, I don't know what I got. Uh, what was going to say? Yeah, it's like being a parent as well. Uh, you you, you hate, really have to stop yourself from you know um, thinking that you know um, your offspring are, are going to like and, and think the same way that you think. It's difficult, mm. you know, and, and you have to stop yourself from um, uh, kind of uh, almost like forcing your opinions on them or forcing your your <laughs> views on them, um, yeah. and then uh, you know allowing them to make their own uh, decisions and, and whatnot. Well, that's why I mean, when you're talking about family, this is why you get the likes of, of um, I find it's tricky actually. You get the likes of, of of Plato, for example, saying, "Well, you know." Um, we biological. I mean, producing kids is not that difficult. I mean, you know, it's it's uh, for the most part mechanically. I don't want to get into the, the, the details because I think we're all grown ups here. I think we know the details. But mechanically, um, it's not too difficult to get. You know, you don't really need a, like a, you don't need a manual. It's it's fairly straightforward. You know how 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 babies mm. are made. Uh, we kind of we kind of understand that. Um, but the whole process of bringing them up. Mm. Is an absolute minefield. I don't think anybody would deny mm. that. Um, and this is why Plato, you know, Plato, well, you know, we, we can't afford to take any risks here um, in 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 the forming of, of, of any kind of perfect society mm. like the Republic. And he talks about this mm -hmm. in the Republic. We can't afford um, to have. Well, we can't afford, for example, to have. Um, we can't afford for you to make any mistakes. We can't afford for for you to bring up your kids. Poorly, and you know, not everybody is an educator. Not everybody necessarily has has a kind of a philosophical outlook on on the nature of reality. Not everybody's gone through and thought very carefully about ethical systems. So you know, there may well be some very well-meaning people who have brought children into the world, and they are not in the best place. Mm -hmm. Most of them to educate them to be part of and to help to create the ideal society. So it's all seat of mm -hmm. your pants. Um, so when your child tells you, you know, 
which way should I vote and is it appropriate to do this and should I behave should I behave in this way uh, what basis do you have for giving them some sort of response other than just making it up and winging mm. it um, on the basis of you know stuff you've seen on TV perhaps smattering of your education and personal experience mm. um, so you know Plato says it's 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 too mm-hmm. dangerous you know society you know the, the you know the the, the, the the Republic is made up of these individuals, these are the building blocks of the republic, and the republic is all. I mean, the, the, the that's that's the key. Um, you could poison the republic. You could poison the ideal society by allowing uh, allowing in in uh, ill-equipped people um, to create the raw resources for the republic. In other words, mm. the children. So, uh, ideally, we should take the kids. You know, kids should be given over to the state to be educated by the guardians. You know, 